Hi, I'm Dr. Andrea Stover, licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Modern Day Romantic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's Halloween-themed episode. I've titled today's episode, Ghosts of Partners Past, obviously riffing off of the rom-com movie, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, but I thought it would be fun to take a look at five different ghosts that I've come up with from uh, various films and TV shows that may show up in our relationships today or be remnants from past relationships we've been in and what we might need to look at or reflect on as a result. Okay, so ghost number one is Casper the Friendly Ghost. Now, the interesting thing about Casper is that he was a child. He was just on the brink of entering adolescence. I think he was around 12 years old. And as one of the stories of Casper goes, he stuck around. He didn't go to the afterlife. He, he hung around in order to keep his grieving father company. So this is a really important ghost if this resonates with you at all, if you have a Casper hanging around, because this would be a childlike or childhood part within us that isn't quite developed enough or hasn't let go of maybe caretaking someone in our family in order to reclaim and have a life of our own. And when we say life of our own on this podcast, we're also, of course, talking about a relationship with someone, this modern day romantic, romantic relationships. So if you have a Casper hanging around, this could mean that some part of you is still stuck in caretaking and maybe a bit a caretaking a parent, um, maybe a little too uh, caught in childhood still. So the primary partner that you're with is a parent as opposed to an actual partner. So a Casper, the, the, the thing about the Casper being ghost is that this friendly component, this naivete, this innocence, this vulnerability, uh, all of these things are beautiful qualities. It's just at some point we have to grow and develop beyond childhood in order to have real relationship. And ghosts are something that can haunt us, that can keep us, um, you know, not present where we are because they're creating a disturbance in some form or another. I think a Casper ghost could actually be quite difficult to identify in your life because there's such a, a youthfulness to it. And we really privilege these as, as qualities in a personality. So a naivete, an innocence, a vulnerability even. So the way to maybe spot this ghost would be to see if you, what, what is your history around your romantic relationships? Have you ever found someone that you feel that you're interested in and capable of having partnership with? And if not, may just be, you haven't found the right person, but it could be possible with a Casper ghost that some part of you is still partnered too much with a parent and therefore isn't able to have and forge a life of your own beyond you know, the, the confines and the, the structure of the childhood roles and responsibilities. Okay, on to ghost number two. Ghost number two is the Sam Wheat ghost. Now, Sam Wheat is the character that was played by Patrick Swayze in the film Ghost. 
this particular ghost hangs around because there's unfinished business. Now, Sam was killed in the film by someone that he went into business with that was corrupt. And in the film, he was in relationship with Molly or Demi Moore. And Sam hangs around and is really working to solve, to uncover, to bring to light, to bring justice to his killer. He's also hanging around to protect Demi or Molly in the film. So a relationship that may have a Sam Wheat ghost hanging around would be one where there was a brutal ending. Obviously, Sam being murdered is quite brutal. And as a result, there's this phantom ghost, this, this figure kind of lurking around within your own psyche, trying to bring about resolution, absolution, justice, these types of things. You really can't rest until this traumatic ending is completed, that there is some type of release, some type of closure, some type of settling. So I think this is a really important ghost to be aware of because many, many romantics may have had a relationship that, like Sam and Molly's in the film Ghost, was passionate, was full of love, uh, just really a sweet bond with one another. And for one reason or another, the end comes unexpectedly and it's quite brutal and shocking. So the ghost of Sam Wheat would be hanging around until there's some sense of closure, justice, completion. And if this ghost haunts you, then trying to find the ways to bring to light that which is mysterious, that which is not yet understood, would be really, really important so that the ghost can return to the light and you can get your life back. All right, the next ghost is the Ellie Fredrickson ghost from the movie Up. I absolutely love this film. Now, Ellie and Carl met when they were very young. I believe that they were 100% soulmates. So there they are meeting at such a young age, doesn't look like they ever had eyes for anyone else, come together and have a real vision and a real energy around their shared life and their relationship and what they want to bring in to their life. So throughout the film, we see Carl and Ellie go through a lot of hardship. And throughout that, they have an enduring bond. They stay very close, very connected, and show us, you know, that even through hardship, love can still endure. We can still stay connected. So they start saving up money because their vision is to go to Paradise Falls. And thing after thing after thing happens. And finally, the time comes that they have enough money and Carl buys tickets for Ellie to surprise her with a trip to Paradise Falls. Only to have Ellie shortly after that fall ill and eventually pass away. Okay, so Ellie's ghost hangs around grieving, uh, you know, just bitter Carl, you know, kind of old, grumpy. He just has to learn to deal with it, not really accept, but just deal with the loss of the love of his life. Until as her ghost hangs around, 
and I think this one's really important. Her ghost ends up being a call to adventure. And as we see in the film, Russell comes into Carl's life, this this boy, this enthusiastic boy scout with lots of <laughs> dreams and fantasy and has this adventurous streak and spirit in him. And by coming into relationship with Russell, Carl is helping to reignite that inner adventurer and is called to go forth, called to uh, seek out Paradise Falls, even after Ellie's passing. So the ghost of Ellie Fredrickson is, hey, we've gone through something here. The life that we once had is no more. We've gone through incredible grief and pain and have, yes, had a lot of great adventure and love along the way. How do we reclaim that sense of adventure, that sense of passion, that sense of dream and vision for our life, even after something really wonderful has happened and then we've lost that and we've been in the throes of grief? So I think this ghost is really, really important. And the question, again, is where is our call to adventure? Okay, the fourth ghost we're going to look at is the ghost of Alison Vandermeersch. That is the name of one of the ghosts on Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, the film with Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Garner. Okay. This particular ghost is the one who takes Matthew McConaughey's character, Connor Mead, on an adventure through time, takes him back in time in order to reflect, in order to see, how did I get to where I am today? And this particular ghost entering his life is a call to change. It's a call to action. So sometimes when we have this uh, ghost hanging around us, maybe haunting us, it's there to take us back to a time and a place in order to reflect on who was I then? What happened to me? And how did I get to, to this? What, what, happened to me. And in that particular film, The Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, he did have a very sweet, uh, loving relationship early on. And then uh, for one reason or another, it didn't quite work out. And he became hardened and he became more pleasure seeking and more, hey, let me just hook up and you know, screw marriage, screw true love, all that type of stuff, you know, that can happen when people become jaded or heartbroken or things just don't go the way we want them to. So this particular ghost, this Alison Vandermeersch, is there to really be able to take us back to the, the essence of who we are before all the bad happened or before the pain in order to get back on course, get back on track and live a life that feels more aligned, more congruent. And again, through the context of romantic relationships, if you're looking for a, a relationship, a particular type of love, or if you're in a relationship, but have just lost that, that younger version that was much more emotionally available, that was much more in touch with love and not just passionate lust, but really being able to show, express desire and affection 
and caring and all sorts of the, the feel goods. Okay, so that's an important ghost. The final ghost, our fifth ghost, is the ghost of Jack Pearson from the TV series, This Is Us. Okay, so Jack Pearson is a beloved character on that show. He is really at the backbone of kind of the, the family system, not just his relationship with Rebecca, his wife, played by Mandy Moore on the show, but for his, uh, for his triplets on the show as well. So I hope this isn't a spoiler or anything, but he does end up passing away uh, in one of the seasons. And the show is really unique in that it goes backwards in time and forwards in time and is in present time. And it's, it's very interesting in the way that it tells the story. But the ghost of Jack Pearson keeps us connected and bonded to people that we've gone through something with in a particular uh, chapter or for an extended period of time in our life. So this is that deep, you know, again, we're, I think we're looking at a, a soulmate story between Jack and Rebecca on the show. And no, they didn't have a perfect marriage, but they did have one that was full of love and, uh, chaos, raising triplets and all sorts of things. So the loss of Jack on the show brings up a couple different things. One is for, uh, I, th I think particularly surrounding his death, as we see on the show, his daughter, Kate, feels responsible for his death. So she's carrying around the ghost of him in some ways, thinking, uh, I caused him to die. If it hadn't been for me crying about our family dog and some of my other things that I, I didn't want to go up in flames as our house was burning and going up in flames, then he wouldn't have gone back in and had that final exposure and he'd still be here. So this is one valence of the ghost of Jack Pearson, which is when we're carrying around the burden and the responsibility for and the guilt and the shame surrounding maybe a relationship that didn't work out or a relationship uh, that we have a lot of regret around. And I think these ghosts come back, the ghost of Jack Pearson, let's say, comes back to say, okay, what am I really responsible for? We need to kind of balance the scales here. Maybe uh, in a relationship, you, you didn't do it all right and perfect. And guess what? You're a human. So that's okay. But why we carry around this sense of, you know, I had control over that or I caused that and I, I could have prevented something like that is sometimes our psyche's way of trying to uh, give us closure or completion, even though it's never going to happen if we carry that uh, to that degree. But I think it's like a way of mobilizing it. Um, if I can just take responsibility, then maybe somehow uh, it'll make it better or um, on the other side, it can equally be if I keep taking the responsibility, I'm never going to move forward and the person still stays alive inside of me then. So uh, there's lots of different reasons why. And, and a good, healthy amount of taking responsibility for things is, is great. And that's a core component in any relationship. That's a great relational skill. But to take a tremendous amount of responsibility on for the life of someone else who could have said, no, I'm not going to go back in or, you know, but, but Kate really feels 
I lost, he went in there because he didn't want to ever disappoint me. And so in doing that, he lost his own life. And maybe I placed too high of a demand on someone. So there, there's these points of reflection here. The second valence to the Jack Pearson ghost that may show up in our life is that when we've had love and lost it, there is this uh, sense of the, the phantom, you know, the, the someone's missing, something isn't quite the same. And I think of divorced couples and maybe those that have had children together. So even after the ending, or of course it could be through um, the, the partner passing too, this ghost goes to show us that we can still have life beyond uh, the, the life we had with our loved one. And we can find a way to still honor all that we had. So we don't have just two separate lives. We have to find a way with this ghost, the ghost of Jack Pearson, to integrate the life that we had and our life now without that person. And I think that that's easier said than done. But there, it's really important work to do so that we don't feel like we are in an either or bind. Like we either have to honor someone else's memory or the way we used to do it with, with one person, or we have to go over here and do it totally different with this person. There's a continuity there. And the ghost of Jack Pearson is there to say, how are we going to integrate these two different lives, these the life with the person and the life without them as we continue to live our own life moving forward? Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed the five ghosts that I've come up with. I know there are so many other TV show characters and movie characters that I could have pulled from. One thing worth mentioning is uh, there are some darker ghost figures that I like almost the, the really spooky evil, evil ghosts. And I think that that type of a ghost is one that lives when there's been severe trauma uh, in a relationship. And it takes it takes time to work through and not be haunted, maybe by nightmares, maybe by not feeling safe in the world, maybe by not being able to trust another person. You don't feel you ever could trust anyone else again. So that particular ghost, I'm just naming it so it has a space in all of this too, because I know it can get really, really dark. I wanted to more work with uh, some of these other characters and ghosts to give you points to reflect on and then just hold this loosely as well. That yes, there may be uh, all of these themes combined, you know, it may in, in the, this kind of darker ghost that could haunt uh, and, and really feel like it's after us at, at moments. It could have a link to childhood. It could have a link to our past behaviors and choices we made. It could have a link to being in the throes of grief and despair. It could have a link to unexpected loss. It could have a link to uh, guilt and shame and responsibility. So all it's almost like we take all the five ghosts and then some, and we could have the sixth ghost here. So anyways, I just wanted to name that as well. I'd be so curious if anyone could come up with another ghost name or tell us about your ghost that haunts you. And if you've put it to rest or found a new life, for it and therefore yourself, or if you still feel like you're grappling with something and what your process is around that. All right. Happy Halloween, everyone.
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're interested in learning about ways to work with me, head over to my website, themoderndayromantic.com. From there, you'll be able to contact me and learn a bit more about the customized intensives and retreats I offer both individuals and couples. You'll also be able to support future podcast production via Patreon. There are several membership levels to choose from, including the Beating Hearts Club, which gives you access to exclusive content every month. Thanks so much for your support, and I'll see you next episode.